It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. The Cincinnati Bengals are renovating their training room, and that probably relates to the NFLPA report card that recently came out where the Bengals didn't grade so well in that category. Let's get into it. You are Locked On Bengals, your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What up, Bengals fans, and welcome to another episode of the Lockdown Bengals podcast. I'm your host, Jake Lisko. He's your host, James Rapine. We're part of the Lockdown Podcast Network here on Lockdown Bengals, bringing you coverage of your team every day, free and available everywhere you get your podcasts and on YouTube. So you can subscribe on YouTube and follow anywhere you get your podcasts. You'll get those notifications when we upload our content. You'll be able to join the illustrious First Listen Club with the thousands of others of Bengals fans who are looking to be a little bit smarter when they talk about their favorite team with their friends at the bar at work or wherever you like to discuss the Cincinnati Bengals. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of the NFL. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started today. And James, I don't know about you, but a lot of people don't like getting report cards. I know there are some people who are really confident students out there in the world who are like, oh man, I crushed it this semester. I crushed it this quarter. (laughs) <laughs> I'm, I'm going to pull down that 4.0 and everyone's going to be so proud of me. Even, even for good students. So I think there's some anxiety when report cards come out and we're going to get into the NFLPA report card for the Cincinnati Bengals. But of note, Jeff Hodgson reporting this week on March 7th that the Bengals are getting to work fixing one of the several problem areas identified by their players on their report card. And that is the training room. Of course, the Bengals hired a new director of sports medicine as Paul Sparling stepped away. And in his place is Matt Summers. He's just finished his first season. And there's a $3 million project the Bengals are undertaking right now to renovate their training room, add a recovery wing, and do some other things to improve those facilities. I love it. I love it because, well, after, you know, having a newborn and having to be at the locker room, you you know, at the the locker room after, you know, a a late primetime game, hopefully Joe Burrow will let me sit next to him in some of those recovery chairs. No, I'm just kidding. Of course that's not going to happen and I won't have access to that. But, yeah, this, this is something I think the Bengals planned on doing and adding Matt Summers and, and kind of moder- modernizing that aspect of the team is something that was on their checklist. It's just you can only do so much, and I think the COVID stuff uh, certainly slowed that part down a bit because you were more focused on keeping players separate and making sure that it, you were just literally keeping them safe versus you know completely overhauling something like this. But I think it's a must. I think if you're going to have a half a billion dollar quarterback and the most popular maybe second most Justin Jefferson's up there in popularity but Jamar Chase is going to be the most popular second most popular wide receiver in the NFL probably already is 
if you're going to have that on your team, then you better have state of the art recovery, you know, aspects in, in a state of the art training room. And so now is the time to start upgrading those areas. And in the other part of this, you're not only trying to compete for Super Bowls, you're trying to build a sustainable winner. And this is the time to, to completely in my head, like big picture wise, change the perception of the franchise forever. Right. It's it. you really can. And I, I think that big picture now going to the small picture, this is uh, a huge step in the right direction for the Joe Burrows and Jamar Chases and in, in the, the 2023 Bengals as they try to make a, you know, a, a big leap and in, in, maybe a little leap, but it would be a big leap in franchise history and, and win a Super Bowl. So you love to see it. Kudos to Jeff Hobson for getting the exclusive. And uh, I'm excited to see, because it's just double doors right now. So we're, we're in the locker room. There's these double doors that the guys walk into. And, and you maybe once in a while you'd get a glimpse uh, of the training room, but it's not like we have access to it. I'm excited to see how that looks. Is it still the existing double doors? Are we going to get, uh, you know, more grand doors that, you know, open automatically? Who knows? I, I don't know exactly how it'll be. Maybe the same doors will be there, but what's beyond them is going to certainly be more uh, player friendly, I would say. And if you read that Jeff Hobson article, he goes into quite a bit of detail as to some things are going to be moving around. Some training yeah. facilities are going to be moving around. It sounds like not just the the rehab and, and uh, treatment facilities, they're, they're expanding some areas. They're, they're taking away storage space for that purpose. And, and if you go look at the NFLPA report card, the Bengals were tied for 27th in their training room grade at a D minus. And the, the details here, 91% of respondents to this survey, which are Bengals players, felt that the Bengals had enough athletic trainers. 79% felt that they had enough physical therapists. Uh, 89% of players felt that the steam room was large enough and 91% of players felt that the sauna was large enough where they were really dinged and, and where this really was, was not so good for them. 23% of players felt they had enough hot tub space, which ranked 31st in the NFL and 53% of players felt they had enough cold tub space, which ranked mm -hmm. 27th in the NFL. That is a point of emphasis in the article that Jeff Hobson wrote to expand that space. That's part of why they are going into what was previously storage space to add more, more of those particular items in, in those facilities. They're also adding uh, bigger, newer. So bigger, newer hot tub, cold tubs. They're adding a, a cryo chamber, a cold chamber, a hyperbaric chamber, an oxygen chamber. They're adding float beds and red light beds. So quite mm -hmm. a lot of recovery equipment being added because as is pointed out in Jeff Hobson's article, this is a lot of new stuff. A lot mm -hmm. of research has gone into athletic recovery and like the gym I go to, for example, also has these red light beds and you can sign up separately for this recovery room membership. And so this just goes to show you how in vogue this technology is right now. That's the only reason I bring it up. I, I what are you doing it. to me? What are you doing to me, Jake? I don't I don't have those things. I don't have access to them. I'm just saying it because it's part of commercial gyms at this point. I know it is. It is. That, that's the only reason I get I bring why. It up. And, and so the Bengals are obviously diving into this as a cutting edge, trying to remain on the bleeding edge of recovery for their players. And, and that's what you would like to see. And you mentioned, like, of course, you want to do this when you have Joe Burns from our chase on the team. To me, this just goes to the heart of modernization that we've been talking about with this team 
for years. And it doesn't matter who is on the team. If you want to reshape the image, as you said, if you want to take that Patriots leap from a kind of afterthought, mediocre franchise to a, oh, they had a dynasty for a while. Now everyone respects the New England Patriots. Well, you also need to modernize your facilities. And I think that the, the detail and thought that's going into this and $3 million is going into this project hopefully pays dividends in that area and is another way that they're modernizing their facilities. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, I'm not going to make fun of you for the gym comment, even though I really, really wanted to. But the the thing that stood out in Hobson's article to me is the back and forth when you're you're rehabbing from the weight room to the training room and back. And so that expansion is is something that the Bengals, they talked to the players and essentially Summer said, oh yeah, we expanded the room so they can have the anti-gravity treadmill, the a squat rack, bikes, drills, so you can do some of the footwork drills and stuff as you're going through rehab. I love that. I love that you're, one, you get to be more efficient. Efficiency is key for any of this stuff. So if you can be more efficient and do the, the rehab stuff and recover right there instead of have to go to the weight room, which has, by the way, been redone and got... A really nice score, uh, you know. It, it's above average. And B plus really nice score. Um, yeah, B plus from the NFLPA report. You don't want to make Joe Burrow go back and forth, or or any change. player, or no. I'm going through or Trey Hopkins when he's coming back from an ACL, or mm -hmm. insert whoever. Right. I mean, Lel Collins, for example. Do you really want him going back and forth from the the training room to the weight room if you could just keep him in the training room and, and be more efficient with his time and, and your trainer's time and your staff's time? So I think that's a big part of it as well, the fact that they expanded it and now you're going to be able to recover. But also if you're going through rehab, if you're Trey Hendrickson and you're trying to come back, well, you can be more efficient with your time and, and hopefully that helps in recovery. That's less stress and, and it's more efficient. Any modernization that takes into account player feedback is something that I'm a fan of. I love it when organizations in general, if it's a football team, if it's, you know, Target or Amazon, when, when they listen to their workers, their employees, take that feedback to heart and improve facilities and, and act on that feedback. And the Bengals doing that here in a specific way that we know because Jeff Hobson's reported on it and we have access to that NFL PA report card, which the Bengals didn't do so, so well in some other categories, but it seems like really low-hanging fruit. And if that's a way to make yourself a more attractive free agent destination, then you continue to incorporate that feedback. And maybe they have. So we'll dive into some more aspects of this report card coming up next. Today's show is brought to you by FanDuel. FanDuel is America's number one sports book because no customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. It's bonus bets back if you don't win your first bet, all you have to do is download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, easy to use. I've used it. It's really easy. And if you've never bet on sports before, it's okay. FanDuel makes it simple. It's a streamlined process. And let's say you want to wager on the NBA. And, well, the Lakers, they continue to make a push. And LeBron's not there, but Anthony Davis is balling. Maybe you want to take Anthony Davis to score the over on the number of his points, and you think he's going to hit the over on rebounds as well. Well, you can do that. You can take the number of threes with different prop bets. You can do a same-game parlay. The options are endless with FanDuel. So don't miss the chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. 
Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So when we talk about this NFLPA report, the purpose of the report, at least as I understand it, is to give players who could be free agents and teams feedback, but to give players an idea based on player-driven and aggregated feedback about the potential teams they could go play for. What kind of facilities are going to be present if I sign for XYZ team? How will they, how's travel, how's food, how's nutrition, how's the training program? The, the idea here was to provide more information to their constituents, the NFLPA being a union of players trying to provide more information to their constituents. And so if you're the Bengals, and you've got two Fs, a D minus, and a D. And you compare that to the rest of the NFL. It's not so good. They did okay in a couple of other areas. And I think important areas, like, like we mentioned earlier, their weight room got a B plus, which is 13th in the NFL. Their strength coaches got a, a solid A grade, which was tied for 10th, I guess, behind the A pluses. Their training staff got an A grade, which is tied for 9th. And that's where you want to be living, right? Their team travel got a C plus, which to me is unremarkable. I, did, I didn't see any specific complaints about the way the Bengals travel listed in the report. But w- when you have a couple of areas where you're not doing so well and they look really easy to fix, for you know, prospective free agents looking at this, you would probably want to know that you know treatment of families, if you're coming in with a family, is not getting an F anymore tied for last in the NFL that your food service and nutrition program at the team you're going to where a lot of players talk about how seriously they take taking care of their body mm-hmm. is an F minus, which isn't even a real grade, which is tied for last. I mean, that's below the grading scale. Right. And so mm-hmm. when, when we look at those two areas and let's start there, it seems really easy to fix some of this stuff. If you're the Bengals and maybe they have, that's the other thing I wanted to point out is that this data, this feedback was collected from March to April, as I understand it, of 2022, so before the season started. So the Bengals may have initially received this feedback and acted on some of these things right away. But if they haven't, some of the stuff, like I said, seems really easy to fix. Sure, it is, and we can dive into it. I also think that the Bengals have whiffed on exactly zero free agents because of any of this. And so I just want to – I'm going to hammer this point. They – whether or not they get a right tackle, we're going to spend the next couple of days talking about whether or not they get a right tackle in free agency or a big target in free agency has zero to do with any of it. I don't think a player gives two dams about whether or not the food service, you know why? Because if the money's right, you can get your own food. Joe Burrow gets his own food, right? The, these guys do. Mike Hilton's eating the, eating the, eating the cafeteria a ton and has been fine, right? He's been balling. So I don't think it, it discourages. I get what the NFLPA is doing with this. I don't think any free agent next week is going to say, "Oh, well, the Bengals got a an F minus, but the Ravens got a this, or the the Steelers did this, or the Patriots, or whatever team." I was using division teams. So, 
That said, they are easy to fix, right? Like some of the the stuff, let's use the the cafeteria, for example. The Bengals don't serve dinner. Well, you could serve dinner. You could be open on on days off because, spoiler, the Bengals on off days, like their, their victory Mondays were never victory Mondays. I mean, most guys were in there the, the day after a game, and now they might trickle in throughout the day. It might not be everyone there at the time that they would have been if it wasn't a victory Monday. But most of these guys are in there, and it's because you know Burrow's in there, and you know the offensive line is in there, and and I'll think back to after the Thursday night game that Friday, Burrow rolled in, the offensive line was there, and, and suddenly I, I looked around, I'm like, man, everyone is here, and and part of that might have had to do with it's you're going to be able to get a couple of days, but the other part of it is it was a tight knit team, so having the cafeteria open, and it might be, you're right, it might be open now. Because those victory Mondays, we weren't uh, in the locker room. It, it was it was a closed locker room because the players were were filing in and out, and they were technically off. That part of it is is certainly an easy fix. Some of the other stuff I think is is nitpicky, but yeah, uh, you know, like for example, treat your family how? Like I think that the Bengals they have a whole family tenant camp. After that, what do you you are you flying families back and forth? Is that what you want? Because you can't do that for you know, 53 players and practice squad players as well. That That is not a complaint. So we'll get into the specific feedback because the report mentions it. But as far as the, the food facilities goes, yeah, it seems really easy to me if you're an NFL team to keep your player cafeteria open for dinner, to open it on days when players may be in the facilities. I know it's going to cost you a little bit more money to, to staff that, to, to have extra food on hand for those days. It's going to be a little bit more expensive. But you're an NFL team. And, you know, when, when you're shelling out millions of dollars for your players, why not go the extra mile? I, mean, I don't know. Maybe there's a reason for this. I would, I would love to hear the Bengals' perspective. Seems really easy. The other couple things here, one of three teams in the NFL that doesn't provide that dinner to players. So it's not like, you know, this is a, a common complaint around the NFL. The Bengals are one of three teams to not provide dinner. They're one of two teams to not provide vitamins. And they're one, the only team in the NFL that doesn't provide supplements to players. So some, some very clear room that, that seems pretty easy to tackle. Like this is direct feedback that, that isolates how the Bengals perform in these areas compared to the rest of the NFL. Seems easy to tackle, even if it is a little bit expensive for the family to, to start doing some of these services. Uh, as far as the player family stuff goes, uh, it, it's one of 14 teams that don't offer a family room, one of 11 teams that don't offer uh, daycare. And so, you know, clearly some company there, right? They're, they're about a third of the NFL do- and half of the NFL doesn't do either of those things. Um, what, what stands out is players reporting that, and I'm, I'm going to just read this, that there's nowhere safe and warm for mothers and children to go during the game that mothers have had to sit on public restroom floors to nurse their babies. Um, I mean, again, it seems pretty easy to fix to me and <laughs> it seems like something that I, I would, is there nowhere to go at Paul Brown stadium or at Paycor? I'm I'm just, this is what's been reported by players. So if there is a place sure. for them to go, then the families don't know it and could be informed. I get, I look, I, I don't know. The daycare thing seems weird and I have a newborn, the, the place, a safe place to, to breastfeed, sure. No, I, I totally get that and understand it. And there's 
that's tough. I don't know. I mean, I, are you taking a newborn? I, freaking Quinn went to Kansas City, but guess what? She didn't go to the game because it would have been too loud and it was too cold. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe which, uh, what to, what to really do there? What to say? I mean, are you are you bringing a one year old to a game? It's I'm just tough. saying, you know, this is this is just comparing the Bengals to the the rest of the NFL, and and some I, of this stuff might be might be a little bit challenging. But if other teams have stuff that addresses these problems, why couldn't the Bengals also? I don't. That's fair. I I guess. I mean, I just. It's, it's not like the Bengals I, are being singled out here, right? Like that. That's the whole point of this. Sure, I get it. I also think that, like. Outside of the top, what, 10 players, none of them have suites. So if your significant other's going to a game, you're probably not, you know, having a suite. Maybe you're with, the, you know, other players' wives and things like that. But some are sitting in the stands, and that's part of it. So when you go to an NFL game and you're sitting in the stands, mm-hmm. all right, how do you go about it? Like, I don't know. I, to me, it, that that part is, is pretty nitpicky. But I, I get it, I guess, you know, um, the family room part is it? A, are we talking post game family room? Is that what they, we're they saying? Weren't, that- they weren't very pleased. I think they were. the The post game gathering area was ranked 29th in the NFL, so that wasn't very high. So are they talking about, about a family room during the game? I'm not sure if it's during the game, during practices. I, I don't know exactly what what the timing of that would be. Gotcha. Because it, if it's not during the game, I don't know why. Anyways, so th- that's the part that's tough for me to, to wrap my so thirtieth, fine, family friendly. All right, I, I haven't had any players, compl- you know. But yeah, why would they complain to me when they can talk to their union? So I yeah, I mean, it's it. it's direct feedback is the the thing here, where it's just like it seems potentially like something the Bengals could address, right? Ma- making your players happy seems like a a thing that this franchise should value. I would be surprised if the only spot to breastfeed was a public restroom. Maybe it was a one-off, right? But it made it into the report and was pretty pretty jarring to read in the report. Anyway, a little bit more here to talk about with this report. Again, some stuff that seems relatively easy to fix to me if the Bengals want to continue to act on this player feedback. So we'll finish up this NFLPA report and hopefully at some point we'll get some more information about what the Bengals are doing about it. Like we got with the training room. So we'll finish the show there next. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for mock draft Monday on the locked on NFL draft podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's continue with, well, a D, like Jake got in math class, the locker room. They got a D. Of course not, you, you analytics nerd. That was the joke. Come on. Uh, yeah, of course you got A's. I set you, you can up. You make there. fun of me for the gym, but not for my grades. Correct. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Goes to the gym for three weeks and mentions red light therapy. My God. It's been um, two months. <laughs> anyways, um, 94% of players feel like they have enough space, which, yeah, there's plenty of space, but players feel like the locker room desperately needs to be renovated. Many showers and toilets don't work. Lockers don't have outlets for players to charge devices. All right. So, two things here all of the showers and toilets have to work. 
And so that's an, an it might not be a, a cheap fix depending on the issues, but that is a must fix. Mm-hmm. And the other one, outlets for players to charge devices. It is 2023. Yep. Everyone has an iPad. I obviously has cell phones, but iPad for work to watch film. I think it is a no-brainer to to get outlets in and the lockers. And I don't think it would cost that much. I really don't. So And even if they fun. can't for some reason rewire the locker room, there's a workaround here, which is to get those like mobile power banks where you they do have those. In in each locker? Okay. Not not in each lock. They they have like the mobile like charging stations mm. where you can and, and I think they have multiple of those. I'm thinking about like the rechargeable portable battery rechargers. Yeah, like right you here. Have... I'm literally using one yeah. right now. Yeah, yep. James is holding it up on YouTube, and and it's they're close. not expensive. They're thirty dollars. They're they're easy to like cycle. So if the Bengals needed to buy hundred and eighty of these, or or something like that, so they could keep them cycled and keep them fresh and and change them out every day and charge the other batch, it would be tedious and it would be manual. But then at least the players would have a way to recharge their tablets, their cell phones, whatever. I'll Again, get, seems, seems pretty straightforward how to fix this stuff. I'll get a power bank for each player that's willing to come on for a show. There you go. How about that? That's a $30 bribe. <laughs> it's not illegal. This isn't... No, it's, it's not illegal. I'm not, that and, wasn't the implication. I'm saying it was maybe and, cheap. And, maybe and, spring for the $50 model. Oh, I uh, for sure. It was on, you know, it was Amazon. Uh, yeah, Amazon uh, on sale. Yeah. I think normally it's fifty. Um, so I'll wait for it to go back on sale first. Uh, in <laughs> Joe Burrow, if you come on, I'll get you too. How about that? And a, and a new state of the art microwave. No, he's good. He's got his. He's got he's a got state of the art microwave. microwave. Yes. All right. Yeah. Oh man. Um, look, some of this stuff. You're right. Easy fixes. Some of it is. A bit much. I like. Obviously, I want I, players' wives to be able to to breast feed their children during the game. I get that. I understand it. I also would be shocked if there wasn't something, and maybe it was just unknown. And if there isn't, by the way, you see them in airports, like the the breastfeed stations, breastfeeding stations. Like mm-hmm. that's just get some of those at the stadium. I mean, get some of those outside of the the suites or what, whatever it is for for people. Like it's that simple. You don't even have to build a structure for it. It, it yeah. could be cut and dry because i get it i mean it's it's much different than when the stadium was designed and in what 1998 before it was you know fully built and and maybe that's part of the renovations that were you know we talked about last year the hamilton county plans that went out there and the money that was going to be required and all that stuff that they wanted to do to to overhaul the fan facing part of the stadium maybe that's part of that too right where some of this stuff is going to be incorporated into that plan to finish on a positive note well, it'll be mixed notes, but the positive note that the staff, the coaching staff, very well liked players love Zach Taylor for some of the improvements that have been made. He grades out as one of the most well-liked coaches in the NFL. Uh, we talked about some of the things that are, are problematic. The other, um, the other note that's a little bit concerning here is 44% of players that responded to the survey believe that Mike Brown was willing to spend money to make the facility better which ranks tied for 29th in the NFL. So we see a lot of love here for the coaching staff and Zach Taylor and what Zach Taylor has been able to do to improve facilities and and other things around the Bengals organization, but still some skepticism about Mike Brown. 
uh, at least reflected last year before the season from from players on the team. And so, uh, you know, we've talked a lot about the the changing of the guard a little bit that's happening in ownership. That the next generation's getting a little bit more power and being a little bit more prominently featured. And you know, they're they're spending the money now. So hopefully, the next time we see this report next year we see that these numbers have improved because the Bengals are taking tangible steps to improve the facilities. You know, they're going for the out, the, the indoor practice facility, they're improving the training room, all this stuff. And hopefully that's reflected in, in terms of the players perception of the team going forward as well. And that's the other thing is players hadn't seen the indoor when yeah. this would have, would have been voted on. And it's, that would have been, I think that's a huge plus. I really do. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's not the, the permanent facility, but I think that's a huge step in the right direction. And it was basically their Friday home. They would practice in there on Fridays, which is more, mostly a walkthrough anyways. And uh, I, I know Zach got into a group with that. The players liked it. And, uh, heck, it helped them win 10 straight, Jake. So um, it's another step in the right direction. Hopefully it continues. And I think Mike has, has changed too. And, and, and continues to, to evolve. He doesn't get credit for doing that, but I think he, he has, and part of that is listening. You're right to, you know, Katie, Troy, his, his granddaughters, and, and, and going, you know, Elizabeth and Caroline, and, and going um, this route, which is modernizing. So we'll, we'll see if it continues. The other thing here that I just want to point out really quickly before we get out of here is that this stuff doesn't seem to be terribly correlated with winning. Uh, for example, the Kansas City Chiefs, who just won the Super Bowl, got a D-plus for nutrition, got a D-plus for their training room, a D-minus for their training staff, a D-minus for their locker room, an F for travel. And so that's – I mean, that, that should be pretty embarrassing to the Super Bowl champions, in my opinion, as well, just as, you know, the Bengals should probably feel a little bit of that and, and strive for improvements. Tyreek Hill just trying to get revenge, huh? Just <laughs> F, 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 F. I'm just I kidding. mean, Miami – grades out incredibly in in many of these categories miami across the board c plus a a plus a plus a plus a plus a plus a so yeah i mean they won three super bowls before last year right oh right Uh, that's what i'm saying here is no real and i think that's part of part of why mike has been so Mm. Mm. okay it's cool it's cool they do that are they, are they better than us? You know, and, and that's j- just, that's been his philosophy comes down to it. Does it matter? Right. And like the indoor facility. Well, yeah, it turns out it does matter, especially now that it's a 17 game season, 18 weeks, it, you're pushing everything back. It, it matters. They found that out and, and they pivoted quickly. And, and so hopefully that continues. Yeah. I like it when they act on feedback, they've acted on fan feedback. They've acted on player feedback. Now they're, Doing the modernization things in many ways, not all the ways, but they're operating their football team a little bit differently from a football operations perspective. They're improving the facilities. They've got a plan to improve the fan experience further than they already have, which I think has gotten really good feedback. And the more the Bengals modernize, the happier I am with modernization efforts. I can see it now. DJ Reader sits down for some red light therapy, you know, gets in the, the bed, the red light therapy bed. I don't even know what red light therapy is. Lays down, shuts it, and just like that, or or maybe sitting down. It just depends. Depends on what what they have. And it's welcome to the Jake Lisco red light therapy experience. 
I don't, <laughs> don't even my, know what bed light therapy is. My gym has had this for the past two months since I've been going, and you are about to recover much faster They've than had you it. ever have. Mr. I don't Reader. use They've it. They've had it. I know. I'm just kidding. You're making fun of me for pointing out that something is commonplace in commercial gyms that the Bengals are just now <laughs> getting in their private multi-million dollar facility. That was the only reason I brought that up. I'm sure many of your gyms have it too. Anyway, let's get out of here. Many tomorrow. of my gyms? How many gyms do I not have? Not yours. I'm talking to the listeners, James. Not everything <laughs> is about you. <laughs> oh, man. All right. I know is, is I'm going to have to bribe Zach Taylor to get into that red light therapy after lifting with, with Joe in my exclusive yeah. one-on-one lift session with him. With your, with your $30 bribe of a portable battery nah, recharger. I, I'm going to get two of them, and I'll pay full price, 100 bucks. <laughs> Okay. He's worth half a billy. 100 bucks, Joe. Come on, my man. That's going to do it for this episode of the Locked On Bengals podcast. We'll be ready for free agency. We're going to dive into the what will we do free agency episode tomorrow before we get into a more likely more realistic free agency preview that'll be coming up early next week before free agency unofficially opens on Monday. So that's what's coming your way in the near future here on Lockdown Bengals. Free agency week is a big week usually. Last couple of years on this podcast, so make sure you stick around as the Bengals navigate what will be a different free agency class for them this year. Until next time, Bengals fans, thanks for listening to the Lockdown Bengals podcast. Who day and have a good one. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.